to episode three of the Inside Nutley podcast. I'm your host, Tom Greco, and I'm pleased to be joined by Nutley Commissioner of Public Safety and former Mayor Alphonse Petraco. Welcome, Commissioner. Thank you, Tommy. Commissioner, we'd like to start off by having you tell our viewers and listeners who may not be familiar with you a little bit about yourself. So I grew up in Nutley. Um, I'm a class of 1983 at the high school. I grew up on Park Avenue. I was born in Nutley. I've been here my whole life. I've had a store on pretty much every corner of Nutley. For the old timers there, I don't know how many are out there who remember Foodorama, but that's where I first started. And then from Foodorama, I know you know, Tom. And then from Foodorama, I went up to Union Avenue. I had the deli on the corner of Conover over there. Then I had dry cleaners across the street. And now we're at our present location on um, Bloomfield and Raymond. Tell us a little bit about your childhood and growing up in town. Well, my childhood, I wouldn't trade for the world. I had the best of friends, um, many from Washington School where I attended, and we're still very close now. We grew up in the days where, you know, we played in the parks, no video games, really, no computers. You know, when street lights went off, that was time for dinner. That's when everybody ran home. The relationships I've had from kindergarten, I still have, which I'm very proud to say. Um, a lot of my friends stayed in Nutley, which I'm happy about. Some didn't move out, but um, we're really close knit and none of us ever forgot where we came from. What do you think, uh, going back to that time, what do you think made Nutley special? I have to tell you, Tom, I think that what made Nutley really special to me was it was, you know, it was and still is a very family oriented town. I think it's a town where, at a time, especially in the 70s and 80s, when I was growing up, where, you know, you walked down the street, you knew every one of your neighbors, you know, if you were doing a little something out of bounds, they weren't afraid to grab you by your collar and bring you home to your father. And God forbid if that happened, because we know what our dads did to us back in those days. But um, like I said, it was this, a special time for me. You know, I, I played a lot of... Um, Baseball, basketball, down Owens, um, Boys Park, which is Yannickoff Park, but everybody in my neighborhood calls them Boys and Girls Park to this day. And it, it was this, um, you know, a, a great town to grow up in, very, very family oriented. And even I have to speak of the past commissioners, and I always say this, you know, Farmer Norecchio, the Cacciolos, Pete Scarpelli, um, you know, they all kept the town great, you know, and, you know, and that's what I try to do moving forward. Remember what they gave back to the town and try to pay that forward. After being in business for all those years, open up, you know, the store and, and running the store, where did, where did the epiphany come for you to all of a sudden become involved in public service? So to be perfectly honest with you, police officer, a good friend of mine, said, you know, you should really get involved in politics. You know, people seem to like you. You're a good, you know, businessman. You have a good head on your shoulders. You love people, which I really do. And, you know, I, I was like, are you crazy? That's probably the last thing I ever want to do in my life, you know? And then all of a sudden, um, there was two open seats in 2008 when um, Joe Scarpelli and I got on. And we, you know, I ran and, you know, to my surprise, because there wasn't a lot of people giving me too much of a shot, you know, I did work very, very hard, you know, knocked on a lot of doors and, you know, lightning struck and here I am almost 15 years later. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. And then all, a few years later, after first getting elected, you be, become mayor. 
What was that like? Well, I have to tell you, Tom, um, that was such a highlight in my life. And um, the, the biggest highlight was that my mom was alive to see that, you know, and for, you know, a kid that grew up with, you know, in a very, very average, humble household, never, you know, my parents were never involved in politics. You know, my father raised us kind of keep your mouth shut and mind your own business. And, you know, to be able to have that title of mayor, it's really a humbling experience for me and really an honor and privilege. And like I said, especially that, you know, both my parents were able to see that. And when you were first elected as mayor, I know it bothered you that a lot of people in town questioned how, you know, basically, what does the deli owner know about guiding a town? How did you respond to that? And, and what kind of uh, pressure or, or uh, confidence did that give you? Well, let's be honest with each other, Tom. It wasn't a deli owner. It was actually the bologna slicer, they were saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You know, I don't want to say I've been an underdog my whole life, but you know what? One thing um, my parents instilled in us is that, you know what? Hard work. And you know what? I was really committed to doing the work. And when I got handed the biggest department in Nutley being public safety, you know, even I was a little surprised, but I came down here, you know, from sometimes seven in the morning till two, three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, I learned the job. I wanted to learn. I wanted to do a good job for the residents, you know, especially the people that elected me. And I did the work. You know, and like in anything else, you know, I was a sports guy my whole life, been in business a long time. You have to be all in. And if you're all in, no matter where you come from or who you are, you could be successful. Well, I think, you know, knowing you as well as, as I do and as I did at the time, I think a lot of people underestimated you uh, because they just didn't think you couldn't pass the thought that you were just a deli owner as opposed to a successful businessman. You know, I mean, it, it, it takes just as much brains and, and, and success to be that uh, as it does to be a politician, probably more than to be a career politician. I have to tell you, Tom, it, it's, you know, and especially in these times and COVID and all that stuff. I mean, when you have the, the ability to stay in business all these years and, you know, don't ever underestimate small business owners. They're very bright. They're very smart. And they're very hardworking people. It's not easy having a business at times. It's very rewarding at times. But, you know, when you're dealing with other people, the public and things like that, it's very difficult. And, you know, for a long time, you know, not only the public was questioning Alpha Trackle, Alpha Trackle was questioning myself. I'm not a suit and tie guy. You know, I was a jeans, baseball cap behind the deli counter, you know, cutting meat, doing my thing, catering. You know, but, but you know what, I've learned one thing, you know, if you could run a small business, there's not too many other things you can't do in life. Obviously, the, the residents uh, agree with you because you've been in office, like you said, for almost 15 years now. Yeah, it's very, um, I'm very honored to be elected time after time. Um, you know, I'm very happy to have the public's confidence in me. I work very hard at it. I make sure that every decision I make in office is for the majority of the town, you know, and moving our town forward and keeping Nutley this really, really special green ball that we have here.
You mean you don't do it for the $2,500 a year or all the, the praise you get on Facebook and other social media? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have to tell you, Tom, my salary is $2,250. I took a deduction when I, when I lost the mayorship to uh, Mayor Scarpelli. So <laughs> the money is not something that drives you, you know, to me, you know, the love for your town and, you know, more importantly, the love for your people and really, you know, to pay it forward and, you know, in my position as the director of public safety, making sure that, you know, people are safe, especially our seniors, especially our children, you know, the people are handicapped people who can't really protect themselves is really what my goal and objective is sitting in the seat. But for, you know, and I've asked the other commissioners, commissioners this as well, you, all of you are, are businessmen, you're, you're not politicians, but yet you do take quite a lot of abuse on social media. How, how, did, how did you deal with that as a, just a, you know, a regular guy? Well, in the beginning, I have to tell you, it was very difficult because, you know, whenever I went on those websites, especially in the beginning when Phil White was, you know, Paige was very popular, you know, I, I really never thought I had an enemy in the world because if somebody forgot a piece of cheese on your sandwich, you know, Alpatraco will give you another free sandwich and, you know, give your kid a lollipop on the way out the door. But when I started reading those posts, I realized real quick that politics could be very vicious, you know, and through the years, you learn to navigate through it, you know. You know, um, Mr. Kelly said this to me a long time ago, no matter what you do in these seats, you know, you're gonna make friends, you're gonna make enemies, some people are gonna agree with you, and some are not, but you know, my most important thing is being able to look myself in the mirror. And you know, I know who I am and what I do. And you know what? Uh, my father raised, you know, his three sons with integrity and honor and respect. And that's something that, you know, as long as I feel that I'm doing the right thing, then then what people post about me, you know, they do. But I have to tell you, Tom, it's not always bad either. There are occasional good posts as well. That's true. As Commissioner of Public Safety, you're responsible for the police, the firemen, and emergency services. What do you see are your biggest challenges in that role? Well, as you know, we just took over the ambulance squad um, last year. You know, we moved that to the fire department. That was very challenging. That was a political hot potato um, of what was going on up there, not to get too in-depth in that. But, you know, we made changes. Um, it's very difficult to be a police officer today in America, as we all know. You know, if one thing comes out of this podcast, you know, my 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 uh, my ask of the residents is, you know, these cops and firemen and our EMTs are there to help you, you know, whenever you could help them in a situation, you know, or respect them, you know, teach your kids, you know, to, to respect them because, you know, they see you at your worst uh, moments. Me personally, you know, I'm not a big fan of the bail reform that's out there now. You know, we have um, people coming into town, shaking, you know, doors, checking to see if the um, car doors are locked and going in there and grabbing loose change or electronics and things like that. And then, in, you know, in an hour, you know, they're, they're out of here. You know, so a lot has changed with the laws, you know, even stolen cars. We're not allowed to chase stolen cars any longer unless it's a felon or, you know, a, a big, um, you know, a big, a, a big crimes, you know, where we have the authority to chase. So the laws are changing in America and, and it's, you know, in my opinion, you know, they're not all changing in the right way. I think it's handcuffing, 
you know, our police departments and making it, you know, very difficult because as we know what we can do, the bad guys know what they could do now. And they know that, you know, these crimes that they're committing, there's not a big penalty for them anymore. Well, that's interesting because for decades, Nutley has always been one of the known as one of the safest communities in the state, if not the country. Uh, I know it's one of the top reasons that people stay here and, and they move here. How are you able to maintain those standards with the handcuffs huh, uh, being put on you by some of the new laws? Well, I know you know me. I'm a very um, aggressive person at times as well. You know, I'm very competitive. And, you know, what we do is, you know, we, it's, it's, you know, it starts with myself, you know, and it goes to the chiefs and, you know, through the ranks and things like that. And I'm just simply not going to tolerate, you know, bad behavior in this town. You know, the safety is everything to me. I'm hoping that, you know, on a state level and federal level that some of these laws will change and, you know, we could really, you know, minimize the crime because I don't think that people would be committing these petty crimes, you know, as they are, you know, because they kind of know that if they get caught, they're going to be out in, you know, a couple hours. There's always been talk about the paid fire department. And I must say, even I used to question it at times, that was until I had a fire. <laughs> you know, the saying, you don't know what you got until you lose it. Um, you realize real quick how, how, how valuable something like that is once you go through it. And, you know, hopefully you never do, but when you do, you, you, you know, you understand very quickly. You know, Tom, it's funny because even when I was in the deli and I was just a resident and business owner here, you know, I questioned that too, you know, geez, there's, you know, one, one fire a year, you know, what are we doing here? Blah, 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 blah. You know, it should be all volunteer, you know, and then when I got elected and, and I've seen it with my own eyes, you know, the first. Um, fire that I went to, unfortunately, a, a woman, a young woman passed away, I believe it was on Harrison Street, you know, and our response time is two minutes, you know, pretty much anywhere in the town, you know, it's, it's, you know, not like other towns where, you know, and not, not knocking volunteer towns, but they're leaving from their homes, they have to get changed, they're waking up at bed, and it cuts down on the response time. You know, and, you know, with fire, especially responses, everything, you know, in minutes, fires double, you know, all that kind of stuff. And interesting enough that you bring it up, you know, when I first became a commissioner, there was a woman that came in my store all the time. And she was, you know, complaining about the fire department. Al, I thought you were going to change that. I thought you were going to, you know, do that, get, you know, do away with them. So I talked to her and I said, look, you know, I, we did have a couple of fires since I've been elected you know, so on and so forth. You know, I really think it's a need, you know, I've had businesses in other towns where my fire alarm went off in kitchens and things like that. And the response time was 20 minutes. Ironically, Tom, the woman has a fire at her house, you know, and I, I don't wanna say which street or who, but it was right by the deli, not too far um, off Bloomfield Avenue, you know, and they saved this woman's child in the fire. The little girl was trapped on the second floor you know, two days later, she comes in the store with a smirk on her face. And she's like, Al, I'm here to order a couple of trays of sandwiches. So I said, great. You know, are you going to be picking them up? She goes, actually, can you please deliver them? So I said, sure. Where would you like me to send them? To the Nutley Fire Department. And she started laughing and I started laughing. And she said, you know, Al, nobody wants to pay for a fireman until they need them. But if God forbid your house is on fire, 
you know what, they can't get there quick enough. You don't think like that until you actually go through it. And, and you know, hopefully no one watching has to do that, has to go through that. But uh, you realize real quick how valuable it is. I agree. I remember talking to you when you, when you first got elected or when you were running, I should say. And I, I remember you saying that one of your biggest issues was trying to keep the taxes at a level where our parents could remain here. Um, how ironic is it that now we're the age of our parents and, and you actually are in a position to do something about that? Yeah, I did say those words and you know what? Uh, I try my best every day to keep our seniors here, you know, and it's, it's crazy until you're really in these seats, you really don't see how the money is spent and how it goes out and all, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, again, you know what? It saddens me to see, you know, people move out because they can't afford it. You know, I'm blessed to have my father. He's going to be 87 years old, still living in the house that, you know, we grew up in, you know, and it's a struggle, you know, you know, he's been retired quite a few years, you know, so, you know, what they do have in Nutley, you know, to help our seniors is that tax freeze um, program, you know, so I know that's helped a lot of um, our seniors too, you know, and, you know, not to jump ahead, but with some of these developments going on in town, you know, these 55 and older, you know, communities, I'm hoping that, you know, if the taxes and not are too much for some of our seniors, I'm hoping that that could be another option for them. But it's up to the board of commissioners, you know, and, you know, all the town collectively to, you know, really, you know, watch the money because, you know, it's sad to see somebody leave our great town that really wants to be here because, you know, the money issues. Commissioner, we briefly touched on the emergency squad. Um, that was a pretty big controversy in the town uh, a year or so ago, I guess. Do you want to just explain a little bit more in detail what actually went on? I, I would love to. So, you know, Nutley had, you know, had a great ambulance, volunteer ambulance squad for many, many years. Actually, my first babysitter, Debbie Lazor, who you might know, Tom, um, was part of that. And we've had, you know, you know, Skip Gould, Paulson's, um, um, you know, many of the, um, you know, old timers, and it was strictly volunteer back then. When I got elected in 2008, you know, um, I would say probably around 2010 or 12, and don't quote me on the dates, you know, they started having money problems. And, you know, a lot of the towns went to billing and things like that. And, you know, God rest Jim Paulson's, um, so, you know, him and I had words about it because they didn't want to start billing and not and this and that. So, you know, after a while they conceded and we started doing billing. And as those old timers dropped off when it was a volunteer squad, you know, they started hiring per diems up the street. So there was money in and money out. So I really, as the commissioner of public safety, I was involved in that, but they did such a good job. You know, the old timers, when they were there, I really didn't stick my nose in it too much because all we got was, you know, brand re reviews all the time of how great the ambulance squad has served the township of Nutley. However, as time went on and, you know, the old timers left, it really became a business. And, you know, at, you know, a point there was really not too many Nutley people there and it was pretty much all per diems except, you know, a few volunteers that were left. And I started looking into, the, into some of the things up there and, you know, we are kind of from the street here in Nutley as well, and we get those gut feelings. 
And I, when I was asking the president for some of the paperwork on the financial statements, he started, um, you know, backpedaling and didn't want to give it to me. And, you know, I've always been an advocate. If you have nothing to hide, you know, put up the paperwork. So long story short, you know, we went back and forth. Warriors got involved. My name kind of got slandered through the town because it was, you know, I was picking on the volunteers, which it wasn't even really, I mean, there was volunteers there. Don't get me wrong, but it was a lot of, you know, paid people at, at the time too. And a lot of my childhood friends were calling me up at the time and saying, now, what the hell are you doing? I mean, leave these poor people alone. See your name on every computer screen, this and that. And even my younger brother called me and was like, something wrong with you? Do you want to get elected again? Because you're doing a good job of not getting elected. And I told my brother, I said, you know, I've been asking for these financial papers and I'm not getting them. You know what, Tom, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not going to let anybody steal from this town. You know, especially when those dollars are sent in from, you know, a lot of senior citizens and, you know, people, you know, across the town. You know, that to me is, you know, you know, one of the most terrible things you could do is, you know, take money from an ambulance squad. All right. Let's let's touch on a couple of uh, the hot topics in town. Um, again, we, we, we've discussed this with our first in our first two podcasts with Mayor Scarpelli and Commissioner Tucci. Uh, I'd just like to get your take on a couple of things. Let's start with Diamond Springs. Listen, you know, um, the town is changing a little bit, you know. Um, you know, there are definitely more apartments. I'm, I'm kind of excited about Diamond Springs. It's going to be an over 55-year-old community. And I'm happy because a lot of, you know, my um, patrons at the deli are asking me, how do I get in there? You know, so again, it's another option. I'm even getting there. I don't know about you, but, you know, I have a house. You know, my kids are growing now, although I do have my little Salvatore his freshman year in high school, but my other two are on their way. And, you know, we have, you know, the cost of a house and all that stuff and the shovel and the snow. So, you know, even someday, I think I could be interested in, in you know, in a, in a place like that. What about Ciccolini? You know, I think that's the thing that's gonna like, you know, really be the start of the change in Nutley for the better. You know, if you look at Franklin Avenue, I mean, it's starting to pick up a little bit now. You know, COVID was, you know, very hard on it. You know, as kids, you and I, we had Drew's hobby shops there and things like that. You know, Dairy Queen, Franklin. you know, Franklin Men's Shop and, you know, Charles Daniels and the list goes on and on. You know, but I really, really think, you know, I mean, obviously Amazon plays a part in that, you know, and big box stores. But I really think that, you know, what the Chickalini project can do, I really think it could be contagious. I think we're going to get really, really good, you know, strong businesses in there and stores that people are going to want to patronize. I'm from Nutley my whole life. I don't like a lot of change either, but I think that we can't stop progress. I think that, you know, we, we do have, you know, older buildings, you know, in town. And I think that, you know, it's time to like, you know, really start planning for the future. And it's not necessarily what the, you know, the 55 to, you know, 85 year old people want in that way. It's how do we protect the future generations? And it's what do they want, you know, and how do we deliver that to them? You know, so as much as we want to take care of today, I think we have to take care of tomorrow. And you're, say, you're all saying that basically as people who have lived here all your life or for the vast majority of your life, that wouldn't typically 
benefit from making Nutley worse, correct? Listen, you know, the thing that people forget is that we live here too, you know, and, you know, we have our families, you know, I have many, many friends. I mean, the last thing that we would want to do is hurt this town, any of us, you know, and I know these guys a long time and they're all good people. And like you said, they're, you know, they're Nutley people. When I first ran, Tom, like I went to a lot of the, these towns to see what they were doing, you know, and that was probably in 2007. I mean, look what Westfield did. Look what Princeton's doing. Look at Morristown. You know, they're attracting these millennials, you know, the professionals and, you know, their storefronts are booming. So, you know, somebody said this to me a while ago. Do we want a downtown business district to be quiet or do we want it to be bustling? You know, so even when I was the mayor and I met with the planners, you know, and the visionaries, you know, they said, look, you know, Franklin Avenue is a diamond in a rough. You, you, you're missing a couple of things. You're missing density, which are the apartments above the stores and parking, you know, and in the Ciccolini's, you know, um, in the Ciccolini's, we're going to be able to, you know, get some parking out of the deal, you know, and it's going to be, you know, really fine stores, you know, upscale restaurants we're hoping for, you know, for part of that project. And I think, you know, that's what, you know, the young professionals are looking for as well. Finally, on three, what's going on with that? So on three, well, let me start from the beginning, if you don't mind. So when I first got elected to the mayor's position, I think it was in 2012, I think I was in office for 10 minutes I got a phone call from Assemblyman Ralph Caputo. And he said to me, have you heard the news? And I'm like, what's that, Ralph? He goes, I just got a phone call that Hoffman and Roach is leaving. So I started laughing hysterically because I thought he was kidding, you know, and obviously he wasn't. So talk about walking into something as a mayor. But, you know, and at that time, you know, um, office space was really down in Northern New Jersey. You know, a lot of those offices were closing. So it wasn't, the future wasn't bright and warm for, you know, the Roach property. What changed that is when we landed um, the medical school and we, they partnered with Hackensack and Seton Hall. So again, you know, I'm really, and you know, and then in 2016, you know, Joe became the mayor and, you know, he took the helm and I have to say, you know, he's worked very hard at it and he's kept the momentum going, you know, and I really think it's gonna be a site of the future you know, and I think that it's going to be, you know, really, really a great thing for our town. You ready for some questions from some residents? Sure. All right, this is from Joan Rush on Valley Road. What is being built on the empty lot on Center Street between Franklin Avenue and Prospect Street? That empty lot is going to be, I think, a 20 or 23 unit apartment building. Okay. Joan has a second question. I'm interested in the over 55 complex. What can the commissioners do to ensure all qualified residents get a fair opportunity to purchase a unit? Also, where can I find the most updated information and process for this planned complex? Well, they're going to, they're not going to be able to purchase them, but they're going to be able to rent them. And, you know, once we get word and, you know, it starts developing, I'm sure that we'll be in touch with whoever the developer is going to be there. And, you know, I'm sure it'll be up on the Nutley website and we'll do everything in our power to you know, make sure our people, you know, get a good push from us to get in there. From Fred Coppola of Center Street, since the redevelopment has been going strong on the complex of on three, when will the Nutley residents see any results with the possibility of having their home taxes reduced? That's well, a $6,000 question. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, the way I see it, I don't think that the on three um, property is going to give us a reduction in taxes because when, back when I was the mayor, I believe Roach was paying around $11 million in taxes. And, you know, probably a better question for Commissioner Evans. But I know back then the forecast of when the Nutley site is fully developed, you know, we're probably going to be collecting around seven or eight million. So it's kind of been, you know, it's a great project, but the money side of it, because they did knock down some buildings, you know, that Nutley and Clifton shared, you know, and, you know, Clifton has most of the open space where they're building on. So, you know, we're hoping that, you know, they keep developing over there and, you know, the tax benefit for our residents become better. Next question is from Michelle Pasquale from Raymond Avenue. I'm so glad to see all the street paving improvements around our beautiful town. I'm just wondering when my street is going to get paved. Um, I don't know, that, that may be a better question for the mayor. What do you think? Well, I, I can answer her like this. You know what? I'm hoping my street gets paved soon. I've been there for 20 something years now and I think I have to talk to the mayor myself. So Joe, if you're listening, and my neighbors, they want their, their street paved too. But that is a question for the mayor, Tom. Well, I, I, we, we did approach that. We did broach that when we spoke. And, and really, we don't have much control over that because we're at PSC and G's mercy, you know, and then we have to follow up with that. So I think that's uh, for Nichelle, just just keep an eye on it and, and uh, it'll get done. <laughs> Our next question is from Margaret Rattlemaker of Maple Place. I'm a longtime Maple Place resident and truly value the walkability of our town especially where all of my destinations can be reached via the parks from ShopRite to the bank to my doctor and beyond, which leads to my question, how can we get the Canada geese issue under control? Well, I have my own, my own way of doing that, being a hunter <laughs> myself, but um, Commissioner Tucci won't let me do it my way. But again, I know that Parks and Rec and Commissioner Tucci have been working um, with Frank DeMeo very diligently, I mean, They've gotten dogs there. I know they sprayed eggs one year, you know. So again, I know that they're trying their best, but again, that would be up to, you know, a Commissioner Tucci question. During COVID, your store was about the only store that stayed open all the time. I mean, the ShopRite was open, but your store was always open. And as I've said to the other commissioners, and I'm not here to, to, to Brown knows you, but it was such an unknown time. Uh, the fact that your store was open almost 24 seven, it seemed, was, uh, was something that all of us that took advantage of that appreciate. And I think you were unduly criticized. Looking back on that experience, what are your feelings? You know what, Tom, that's a great question and, and I'm glad you raised it. You know, people think that, you know, everybody's driven by money, money, money. You know, like I said, I'm going to be 58. I'm, I'm at the stage of my life where what I have, I have. And what I don't have, I'm probably not going to get. You know, I lost my mom three years ago. And, you know, my mom worked in the store, you know, side by side with me every day. And I felt like that was a calling for us to be there for all of our customers through the years that were always there and great to my family. You know, and it was a lot of hard work. It was very challenging because the store was so, so busy and there, we really had no help. So I had my kids in there, my wife in there. And you know what, it was really, you know, it, it, it was really just a calling to 
be able to be there for the people who's been there for me my whole life. And, you know, I, I have to say this. I mean, Nutley has been so great to the Patraco family, you know, supporting all my businesses, supporting me politically, you know, through my life. And, you know, it, it doesn't go unnoticed and it's very heartfelt. And I just felt like it was my duty. I mean, I, I was, even my son, Vincent, who I know you know, Tom, you know, he was reading one of the posts and, you know, I tell my kids it's taboo, it's against the law in our family to respond. Well, behind my back and, and out of my three kids, Vincent usually is the one that really listens. And I know you know him well, Tom, you know, he had, he, he posted something up there, but it, it really wasn't about, you know, it, 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 what it really was about was just being there for the people. I just couldn't let the people down. You know, we did a lot of work with the hospitals. Um, we did a lot of um, work with the Italian Police Society. Um, Billy Chevelle brought me to a lot of the hospitals. And I have to tell you, like, the, the biggest break of my life, Tom, was during that whole time, I never got COVID. And there was the most people I was seeing in my life every day in that store. It, it's it's almost a miracle, but to me, it was a message from God saying that I'm going to give you your help. Take care of your people. That's great. One last question. Are you ever going to coach a team that could beat the team that I coach? Well, Thomas, I'm glad you bring that up. So for all the viewers out there, this is the truest statement of the night. Tommy Gracco and Al Petraco have always coached teams in our lives. And I have to tell you, the big games, Tommy has not, never beat me. And I know that's a little sore subject for you, Tom. We, we did coach with one year together, and, and that was a blast. And uh, I'm not going to debate you on who won what here, but I just thought uh, we'd end on a funny note this, this week. I, I appreciate that, Tom. Commissioner, thank you for your time. Appreciate everything you do. And we hope to see you soon. Thank you again, Tom.